Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, Rocky and Willie were just talking about it. What in God's name is going on downtown? Another day, another council member in trouble with the law. Ten count indictment. Naming uh, Jeff Pastor uh, includes Ed uh, bribery, attempted extortion, and money laundering. Um, he's accused of collecting at least uh, in their neighborhood of $55,000 in bribes. And I guess at one point he told undercover agents that he should be paid $200,000 for his help. "Quote unquote." Wow, and uh, even maybe be put on a monthly retainer. So not a bad deal if you can get it. Let's talk to our good friend Tanya O'Rourke, WCPO Nine News. Um, Tanya, what are you guys picking up now? They just had a press conference a little while ago. Um, What's the latest? Oh my! Well, I mean, can I just first start with the idea that what in the world is happening at? City Hall. What is going on down there? What is, where, okay, look, we have to assume he's innocent right Mm -hmm. now. He gets that presumption of innocence. Um, But if that's true, Tamaya Denard has already pleaded guilty to her charges for taking, what was that, like Um, $15,000? If indeed this is the case and it's true, it feels like you have to start asking the question is there a culture of thinking that down, you know, at City Hall that, hey, you know, we might as well get in on some of the action here. You would hope not, but you you do journalistically have to start asking those questions like, what's going on here? And, and, And there's no reason for us to believe at this point that the FBI is done. You know, um, they're clearly coming through that place with a fine tooth comb and, you know, it'll, it would, we have no idea, of course, but you know, would it surprise anyone if this keeps going? You know, this isn't. Are, are we talking? Let, let me uh, clarify this. We're talking other people, or just more charges on Pastor? Well, and again, I'm not. I can. I'm not by any stretch of imagination suggesting that anyone else has done anything wrong. But journalistically, we right. as a news organization have to start asking the question: Is the FBI? It doesn't seem like to me. It doesn't seem like they're they're. They're done with their work. Are are there more cases of this? Is this somehow a culture? What are the you know? And I, you have to take a breath at some point and think. Look, these were all new council members in, in these two cases, right? Did, were they given some sort of ethics briefing about like, look, now that you've been elected, this is probably the first thing you've ever been elected to. Here are the rules. Here's what you can and cannot do. Now, in Tanya Denard's case, you have to assume that she knew that since she was P.G. Sittenfeld's chief of staff for a period of time. So, you know, do they not realize that you can't take money, public money? Because you cannot do that. You cannot take money as a public. They have to realize that, though, right, Tanya? I mean, that's like <laughs> seems to be pretty. That's kind of basic. Kind of basic. Right? And that's part of the whole uh, office. I mean, I think that I can sit here, you know, 
miles away from downtown Cincinnati right now and think, yeah, I I would never do that. I would know that that was incorrect, but um, I don't know. I mean, I I would hope so. You would hope that someone elected to public office would know right from wrong. But we've seen this time and time again, you know, whether it's at City Hall, whether it's at the state level. I mean, we're seeing, we seem to be having, um, and I don't know if it's a movement in the, by the Fed, but this movement to crack down on this type of thing, happy that they're doing that, by the way, but um, because this is not okay. You should not be doing this. But um, it just seems so interesting to me. Did this suddenly just start happening, or has it been happening this whole time, and we've just been, you know, just blissfully unaware? Yeah, I I mean, to me, look, it comes down to you can either follow the the profession that you want to do that just warms your heart, that gives you purpose, or you can choose to just go the route of money. Now, neither look I, I, in both ways. You can understand, right? Like you know, you got you got to make money in this world to take care of family and all that. But in this case, you know, the, the salary that is paid to a city council employee, I think, is like sixty-two grand a year, which is good money. It's not great money, but if you want to make more money, then then you got to do that. Some follow that somewhere else. Right. If you choose to be in public service, then you, you kind of give up the the ability, or at least the you know the expectation that you're going to be making tons and tons of money. In other words, they they want their cake and eat it too. Well, let's remember, city council is supposed to be a part-time job. But hardly any of them, Tanya, you know this, have have actual real jobs along with this one. Well, right. I'm not suggesting that it's it's an easy job, and so therefore maybe maybe it requires so much time, having never been one, I cannot say for sure, Um, but maybe it requires so much time that actually holding two jobs would be very, very difficult. I don't know the answer to that question, but it is allegedly supposed, I mean, it is supposed to be a part-time position so that you can make more money doing something else. What you cannot do is take money in exchange for a vote. That is just a big, giant no-no, everyone. Everyone listening to the sounds of our voices, not a good idea. Don't do that. But again, we go back to, that is so basic. I mean, look at, how do you think you're going to get away with stuff? It's like, you know, guy is hitting on 14-year-old girls or some such. How do you think you're going to get away with it? It's like school well, teachers <laughs> hitting up kids, you know, and right. all that stuff. How in the world do you think you're getting away with it? Okay. Who knows? I mean, honestly, guys, come on. Like, who knows why people think that they can do the things that they do? We see this over and over and over again. Who was the um, guy in New York who was always sending sex pics? to people like right. wiener anthony, anthony wiener. wiener yeah, yeah. <laughs> where's he at by the way <laughs> yeah and he did it twice i got caught had his life ruined and then doubled down and did it again what was his fake right. name that he had like i, I forget he was some I don't weird so ron mexico no that was uh that was michael vick's name it was something to that right I'll look at it exactly up. yeah <laughs> but let I me mean, come on like he's making an actual choice to do that and thinking he's going to get away with it. it you know ego is amazing it's amazing what people think that they can get away with and um you know i again the presumption of innocence is there but if if councilman pastor is, is um found guilty of taking fifty five thousand dollars um in what is basically bribery money you know that that is not good not good, and and it's amazing to me that someone thinks that they could get away with it. It's amazing to me. Um, 
I need to, you know, and anyone out there who has done that, you know, if, if you're, let me say this, and again, let's not suggest that anyone on council, anyone else on council has done anything untoward in any way, shape, or form, but if you're on council right now and you know you took a thousand bucks, 500 bucks, whatever, are you shaking in your shoes right now? Are you just absolutely oh, for sure. I think that's the idea. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Tamaya Denard was supposed to be sentenced, I believe, today. And that was postponed. And I was, was it postponed because of this? Was she like, look, I've got some more names? I mean, you know, she's, she's, she has said that she's helping. So, you know, that's why I guess when I was saying it again, I'm not suggesting that anyone else has done anything else wrong, but that, you know, the FBI and the feds have been in there quite a bit, is that maybe it's because she's helping and there are more shoes to drop. Maybe. All right, uh, Tanya, we'll be talking more about this, I'm sure, as time goes on. But wanted to, How can we not? Wanted, wanted, to, uh, wanted to talk to you. You're going to be working at home now. Okay, yeah. So this is the wildest. I mean, okay, you know, you know I've been in the studio for the whole time since yeah, right. COVID started, right? But every like, quiet, or quiet, Craig McKee and um, Steve Raleigh are both home and have been home. Craig comes in every once in a blue moon when we need him. But, um, yeah, I just until, like, you know, you're, there's been contact with COVID, and so I'm home until I can go back. But, yeah, so for the – you guys are going to be – I'm sitting here right now in my home studio, which is my dining room. And, the you know, the engineers got <laughs> – Could you have gotten a side bedroom yeah, or put, something? Put some up in, in your east wing, Tanya, that you got, you know, next to the, uh, the, the infinity in pool. dining room for the littlest house on Senator, but my um I you know I, I have windows all over the dining room and these poor guys are like checking it at the signal out a little bit ago and they're like what's all that weird light coming in can you cover those windows so I, my apologies to all my neighbors when you start seeing sheets hung on the oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know how long this will have to go on but it's going to be interesting. It's a technological marvel, I got to tell you. I should send you guys a little picture of what this looks like. It's it's, it's kind of nutty. Do it. Yeah, that's cool. Because I've seen some of the obviously people working from their homes doing TV. Well, with us, I'm, when when we're doing it, well, you don't know we're not in the studio. You know, I mean, Rock, you Rocky, where, right where were you last week? Oh, a couple, you, yeah, you were I was in, in Tulsa, Tulsa Oklahoma. It's, and it sounded like Rocky like. was sitting as close to me as he is right now. <laughs> so you know. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's so interesting because you're right. You know, like Craig has a, gr- a green screen in his um, house, so it doesn't look like he's in his home. Steve has a green screen in his house. It doesn't look like he's in his home. They did not have that for me right now, which I can understand. They're pretty low on equipment. And so I'm looking at my shot right now that's going to be on TV, and I'm like, oh, wow, I did a bad job wallpapering. <laughs> <laughs> With Lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> wallpaper? Who still has wallpaper, Tanya? <laughs> Time to hang another sheet. <laughs> I know. I'll be like, you know, I'm, I might have to repaint some walls behind me because it'll drive me nuts that I can see that. It's going to make me crazy. Now, now all the viewers are going to look at it, too. I'm sorry for that because when something gets in my brain, I can't get it out. But, yeah, it's. 
it's it's just weird and it's interesting and um so we're gonna try it today we'll see hopefully my signal doesn't crash I'll be on at five today because they're you know they're trying to we're testing me. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> well, we worked from home for uh, for a while there, and the only the only thing is, your mind kind of wanders. You know when you're yes. when you're here in the studio and you know in the it's TV studio it's work time. I'm I'm you know I'm in character. You know, like Sam Jackson said in Pulp Fiction, <laughs> gotta get into character. And uh, but when you're at home, you're at home. So you're just kind of like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah. You know, then, hey, I got I got this. Uh, this break's gonna be long. I'll go take the dogs out or right. whatever. Hey, <laughs> what are you doing, honey? I'm working. <laughs> That's right. I feel like I'm nervous, like from a time standpoint today. All day, like I didn't sleep well last night, and then I've been nervous all day thinking about, like, okay, what if I forget? What if I forget that I have to be on TV? You know, like because you are home and you do get distracted. You know, there are. People well, believe me, you will keep stuff. your you will keep your eyes on that clock because you know in your business as well as ours, you know how much time you have until you're due back on that uh, microphone or in front of that camera, and so I think you get more tense just sitting there staring at the clock. Okay, I've got forty five seconds. Okay, I've got a minute yeah. forty five. Okay, blah 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 blah. Uh, you can drive yourself nuts, but you do get used to it. Okay, well, I don't think I'll have that long at home. I think I'll be here maybe a week, but, um, uh, you know, with any luck anyway. And um, so I, I, I am kind of interested to see how it works because, you know, I've been a little bit jealous of Stephen Craig and everybody who gets to be home all the time. Like, oh, yeah, how nice is that? You just walk 30 seconds to your, you know, office. And so I, I, it's going to be interesting to kind of get a taste of it. I'm not sure so far that I even like it. So maybe then I will stop being, like, a little bit green with envy. All right, Tanya. With that, we'll be watching tonight to check out your wallpaper. We, oh, we will look, give oh you God, notes. Look, do not look too closely. It's terrifying. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Tanya. See you, guys. There's uh, Tanya. Back with Eddie and Rocky. Taking your calls. Hey, Mike, thanks for holding there in Sailor Park. What do you got, buddy? Hey, Eddie and Rocky, love your show. Listen almost every day. Thanks, thanks bud. Okay. Um, I think I can tie all these big stories that have been going on locally um, together. Um, today you had uh, Tamaya's um, sentencing delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Pasture gets charged today, and I heard Tanya say that she thought that those two cases might be somehow related. Um, I think what the feds are doing, the, the federal building is right there by Fountain Square. I think they see that Christmas tree, and they're trying to find out from Tamaya who the heck bought that Christmas tree. <laughs> so let's explain, Mike, for people, because I just saw this picture just myself a couple of hours ago. If you haven't seen the downtown Fountain Square Christmas tree, it's horrendous. It's I, I can't even the, imagine. The only question is, it was it purposefully horrendous, or did somebody go, ah, that's the one we need? Right. Because if they I, did, I really they should think, be medicated. Yes. I think the damage probably got done when they were moving it, you know, the, maybe the way they had it strapped. or But still, I mean, why would you put that up in the heart of the city? I mean, you saw the damage that 
Right. That, That's my. Know, that, I, I, to, I totally agree with you. Why would you go ahead and put it up? I mean, you, when I, you see I, it, I when know. you see what it looks like, like and, if you and get and a for big, everybody, yeah. go go look at it online, and, and you you'll be like, it's what? on my Twitter. If you go to my Twitter at Rocky Boyman fifty, I retweeted a picture of it. It's. But like, if you get a piece of furniture, if you get a piece of furniture delivered to your house and it was all jacked up, you say, "Uh, uh-uh, put that back on the trailer and right. take it back and exactly. get one, get bring me one back that looks good." Why didn't they do that with the tree? Good, good question. I mean, there's no way you can make that tree look. But there's no possible way you can make that thing look normal. You just you can't do it. Do you do think, Mike, that there's even half of it there? Is there half of that tree even there? Um, maybe about half. But um, the way they used to do it, I don't know if they still do. It used to be a big deal to have your tree, um, you know, selected to be on Fountain Square. I mean, people used to, they would put their names in. They would come and take a look at it. They would judge the trees. They'd ball it, put it on Fountain Square, and then it usually gets moved to one of the parks. So I I don't know why they had that. Didn't they go all the way up in northern Ohio? Um, I, I just don't understand the whole thing. I don't know. Or maybe it's it's just symbolic of 2020. They said, you know what? It's kind of a screwed up year, so let's just put a screwed up tree up. I got one more thing if you guys got time. Go ahead, man. Um, it's uh, related to the, the COVID virus. Um, I have two relations that are kind of in different situations. I have um, one family member that, that um, works in a hospital situation. And um, she works in a small department, and um, there's no way that they could possibly do contract uh, contact tracing in her department. Um, there would never any be anyone there. So I, I don't know if if the con uh, contact tracing just can't be done in the hospital situation. I don't know if somebody could call in about that. But then I have another situation with a young family member that's in school. And her teacher, um, this is the third time. This is they're starting their ninth week of school, and this is the third time she's been quarantined. So basically, she's not been there to teach um, and has never tested positive. So um, I, I just don't get why it's so different in the hospitals versus the you know the teachers. I don't know. That's a good question. Thanks. Mike. All right, that's all yep. I got. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Mike. I love your show. Thanks. Okay. Bye. So you know. So many questions, so few answers. So a little time. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just it's nuts right I, now. I am interested to see what DeWine will announce. I was going to ask you your thoughts because I heard you and Willie talking about it's it. It's going to be holy hell, break loose, if he shuts this state down. I'm just telling you. But I, I just don't think people are in a point where they're going to do it. Because they're looking around saying, as I've said, you look at Europe. They shut down in March. Shut down early. Very restrictive shutdowns. And what's happening? They've had a spike of COVID. So you're good. It's, you're going to get it either way. So why not? All, while we're doing that, while we're suffering through that, which is terrible, also maybe in the meantime we don't destroy the economy as well, right? Why? Why you know, take one bad thing instead of two bad things? Uh, let's talk to Steve in Middletown. Steve, what do you got on the Christmas tree? Just a quick suggestion. Let's bend that thing all the way over and dress it up like Charlie Brown's tree and leave it like that. <laughs> And and that's kind of what it's uh, and thanks everybody's seen Charlie Brown Christmas yes that tree, not on network TV anymore or no that was a, that, that was, was the thing, Halloween one oh Halloween okay um but you know the kids fixed that tree this tree can't be fixed I I know they say maybe it happened in the move but if you look at it like it's missing 
branches. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's missing like the whole it's middle. Big holes arch. in it, like a big right. yeah openings where there should be branches and I don't know. Who knows? So, Rock, you and I both happily married, <laughs> and did uh, <clears throat> did you just see this this picture? Uh, it, it was taken by a nature photographer, and it looks like this monkey is given another monkey CPR. Really? Yeah. I did not see and that. I, like mouth to mouth. But what they said was, despite looking like that, what has happened here, the uh, stricken, fe- the stricken, quote unquote, female, is uh, taking it uh, just basically, well, I have to find exactly, in what can only be described as dramatic fashion, the female monkey fell to the floor with both legs and arms spread out. She uh, threw herself on the ground in a bid for attention. So this, uh, so the male monkey obviously is going to try to, well, right, yeah, help her, help her. <laughs> but doesn't that sound like something your wife would do? Throw herself on the couch and I like, can't. ah. <laughs> I am helpless. Just sprawl out all over the place and just ask for help. I can't do it anymore. Basically just demand help. (laughs) My my wife does that all the time. I mean, but it's like... I'm, I'm 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 too old for that, I, and I, I I don't go into come on shape up C, CPR mode and try to help her out. You can't fake dying to get attention, that's right? No, come huh? on, that's no. not going to work. Dad. I I have been with women who have done that, didn't work then, ain't working now. What about what about when does Deb ever like fake like cry to to get your attention? Oh, huh? Okay. Does Kelly ever do that? Yeah. No, but I've had girlfriends. You know, like yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, you know that has the opposite effect on me. Exactly. Yes. If you're going to get all drama queen, I'm like going to. Yeah. Ew. Now I'm really done with this. Correct. I just tell, <laughs> you just help make me. <laughs> you just make a my decision. decision. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks for making it easy. Hey, uh, Joe and Eastgate, you've got more on the tree. What- hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What do you have? Uh, I don't really believe it came from up north. I believe it came from the New, new Orleans area. Really? Is that, I mean, did you hear that? No, just from all the hurricanes. It looks like it's been through quite a few hurricanes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, thanks, Joe. Uh, check to... Eddie and Rocky, coming up here after the top of the hour, we've got our legal expert, constitutional legal uh, expert, talking about all the various lawsuits that are out there, uh, what's available to um, to President Trump, and also maybe even getting to the Supreme Court talking about Obamacare. Looks like they might take a pass on that. That's right. Yeah, that's supposed to come. That's today or tomorrow. That's I believe that was today. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the meantime, though, Ed, I found this. I thought this was interesting. So 
uh, obviously, you know, the NFL and college football are dealing with uh, COVID-19 and, and players are getting it. Um, ben Roethlisberger, I guess, has not, not gotten it, but because of contact tracing right, right. Um, is, is now out. Um, but this was interesting. So this is according to the NFL's chief medical officer, Dr. Alan Sills. Quote, we have seen zero evidence of transmission player to player on the field either during games or practices, which I think is an important and powerful statement. Um, it also confirms what other sports leagues have found around the world. We regularly communicate with World Rugby, Australian Rules Football, European Soccer Leagues, etc., and to date, no one out of any of those sports, including the NFL, has one documented case of player-to-player transmission on a field during the course of the sporting event. So it's... Wow. Yeah, it's they're they're happening. The players are getting it. They're happening in the meeting rooms. They're happening, you know, when they're eating together or not, you know, that kind of thing, or when they're just out and about around town and stuff. How are they handling that? Do the do the players eat together or? Are... I think they're they're separate. I mean, That's there's, I there's some. I know there's some college teams like uh, you know tomorrow. I have a, a Central Michigan game, and Jim McElwain, the head coach, said they don't even meet. Like you know, usually every day you. Kind of to start the day, you have a team meeting, right? Okay, here's what we're going to do today. No, they're all separated all throughout, either the facility or their own place, and they're all getting on the Zoom and having their team meetings that way. But it was interesting. I mean, you'd think with players hitting each other, close contacts, exchange of body fluids, all of that. Oh, for sure. There would be at least one instance of, boy, this guy, turns out he had COVID, uh, the, the left guard, had COVID in the defensive tackle he went against 65 times during the course of a game. Oh, he ended up with COVID, right. and that's how they got it. No, it's all kind of just interaction off the field. I, I thought that was that was interesting, and in a way it seems crazy. I mean, well, it the, seems like they're really taking care of the players on the field, right? But if you go, like a couple of those guys that left the bubble and went to the strip club and all that mm-hmm. stuff, eh, okay, I can see where you might have a problem. <laughs> Right, but I I know I just you would think that someone would get it in close contact on the field, uh, but all the time it, instead they're getting it uh, you know in in clusters, right? In clusters of of people versus right. But but in a way on a field you're in a in a huddle, you're on a line of scrimmage. Well, like you said, you've people. got sweating all over each other, bleeding on each other in some cases, spitting. I mean, come on. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I don't know. I just thought I just thought that was interesting that that not one documented case of that. Huh. Huh. So this should make us all feel safe, Rock. We are not flying for this game tomorrow, right? Not tomorrow. We'll be driving. Yep. A woman has uh, sneaked on a plane from Chicago. She was arrested at O'Hare Airport for sneaking in and boarding. This is past TSA, and getting on a plane without a ticket. The uh, woman, Yasmina Payton, was, uh, said she was trying, once they figured out that this woman didn't belong on this plane, said she was trying to get to Los Angeles to see Jay-Z. It's a valid excuse. And then she did explain how she got on the plane, but they didn't, they, they didn't say. I mean, how does a crazy woman, obviously this woman's a nut, get a sneak pass? Total security. That doesn't make you feel very good as a 
passenger. That's what I'm saying. Anybody, I, can't, I can't get by there with a bottle of water. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Sir, step over here. We're going to do the full cavity search before you get on the plane for you trying to Pretty much. If you, sneak if that uh, eight-ounce bottle of uh, Dasani right. on the plane. If you think you're going to be flying anywhere quickly soon, it ain't happening. Not happening. The only thing that gave her away was when she was in the boarding area, an employee saw a tip, uh, noticed her ducking under the ropes by the boarding door. So I don't know if she was like secret squirreling around there and, uh, you know, crawled under the ropes and finally gave her some yeah. way for being nuts. But, you know. yeah. Yeah. Do you ever have this? I, I have a, a fear sometimes that I'm getting on the wrong plane or I'm going to the wrong place. Now, I, I know that when they scan my ticket, it would say, no, sir, you're supposed to be going to Phoenix, not Tucson. Right. But I have a fear that that of that happening. You know, that that did happen, to, and this has been a long time ago, but I remember my friend, a friend of mine telling me this story that I think it was his mother-in-law, I want to say, and she was a little bit, a little bit older, and um, say I, maybe she was flying here from someplace. Well, she ends up in, like, Orlando. Really? When she hear, and she said, okay, we're now approaching Orlando for our final approach or whatever. Yeah, huh? She was like, I'm going where now? <laughs> and the lady's like, you're going to Orlando. And she goes, no, I'm not. I was supposed to go to Cincinnati. And I'm like, well, you're in Orlando now. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a pair of shorts. But again, how? I don't even know how that happens. I, yeah, because you, you scan the scan the ticket, and I don't know, maybe something you should go by in the line and forget to scan your ticket. I don't know. It can happen. So coming up, we will be talking... Reach out, touch space. About lawsuits all over the place. And now it's our news. News Radio, 7 WLW. Well, Rock, the drama continues. Yes, uh, obviously, uh, you know, Donald Trump um, thinks that the election was stolen from him and is made. There's been many allegations of, okay, there was voter fraud here, and they doctored some ballots there, that sort of thing. And there's some, you know, pretty, you know, there's some evidence there that makes you, I, I, again, I've, I've always said that this should be looked into here, but you got to have some concrete evidence, right, right of things. That this was, this actually happened in order for to make a case to go to the court and all that sort of thing. So what all does that entail? Let's uh, talk to our legal expert about it. Andy Chutsovich, welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So, uh, Andy, where where do we stand? What do you see the chances of uh, of any of this stuff working out for Trump? So, it, as I said before, he's got a very very uphill battle, and the the chances of him prevailing are are closing by the hour. And the reason I say that is, you know, judges look if you have multiple if you have one lawsuit. You know, one pony, one rider. You, you, you put your allegation in, and Pennsylvania, uh, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court exceeded their authority by, uh, by allowing ballots to be counted after Election Day when the Pennsylvania legislature said, nope, they have to be in. That is a great argument. The problem is he would have to run the, the, the gamut and win Georgia, North Carolina, um, Pennsylvania, and either Arizona or um, Nevada. And so he's got all these multiple lawsuits. The Georgia judge heard evidence and said, I know it's this 
suspicious, it sounds bad, but you don't, one of you all said it perfect. You have to have concrete evidence. You just do. Mere suspicion isn't enough. So he's had three lawsuits dismissed already. And when another judge in another state hears that, even though he or she's not supposed to take that into consideration, mm. they do. And the more lawsuits he loses, it really is closing in on him. I think the one thing that I am hoping he does or Attorney General Barr does before he leaves is under 28 CFR uh, Section 601, he can appoint a special prosecutor to look into that, the Biden laptop, the emails, the money. If he doesn't do that, it's never going to get done. And I'll just ask the two of you, have you heard anybody other than Fox ask about the computer, about whether those emails, Joe Biden's never said they're not real. Hunter Biden never said they're not real. Um, the, the campaign has never said they're not legitimate. And I always say what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And I hope that Barr appoints a special prosecutor because then if Joe Biden comes in and fires that special prosecutor, good luck in the midterm elections in two years. So that's what I'm hoping he does. And he has the complete authority under 28 CFR section 600.1. So when it comes to finding concrete evidence that there was election fraud, there's a bunch of ones that I've seen that, uh, you know, that look, okay, maybe promising to the Trump campaign. Here's one. This is a, a Detroit city employee fire, uh, filed an affidavit uh, alleging um, that a series of voter fraud issues. Okay. Um, she said that uh, basically the boss uh, told her to fill out. I was instructed by my supervisor to adjust the mailing date of these absentee ballot packages to be dated earlier than they were actually sent. The supervisor was making these announcements for all the workers to engage in this practice. Now, if she filed an affidavit, I mean, she's she can't lie, right? I mean, if she's making this up, that that's I mean, then she's going to get get in trouble for that. So, is something like this uh, enough to, to make a compelling case, or do you got to have more than this? So that is definitely evidence. I mean, it's an affidavit, and of course, don't forget the the affidavit that was filed against Kavanaugh by by um, um, uh, the the woman who said that he had rape parties. Not the first uh, witness, the one who later recanted her uh, sworn affidavit. Not Blasey for the other one, right? Right, yeah. but uh, but um, so it is. It, it is actual. You know, an affidavit is, is evidence. The problem is he would have to show that there is such widespread fraud in there that um, enough votes are tainted in, in Detroit to turn Michigan around, and that's very difficult for him. He has to prove, one, that there's enough fraudulent ballots that he would have won that state, and the second hurdle he has is if he wins that state, he'd win the presidency. So let's say he wins um, – the lawsuit in Michigan and one in Pennsylvania. He still doesn't make it to 270, and therefore it, it, the courts are going to consider that. If you win this case, does that take you, you know, to 270? And if it doesn't, they're just not going to hear it. So he's got a really uphill battle. Andy Trusevich is our uh, guest. So let's talk about the, the Supreme Court today hearing the um, situation on Obamacare. Can you, can you lay that out for us a little bit? Absolutely. So when I was on about a month ago, I said there is when when the Democrats were saying, oh, it's the sky's falling. If Amy Justice Barrett gets uh, on the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court's going to throw out the ACA. Tens of millions of people are going to be thrown out without health care. And I said, there is no way 
this Supreme Court will throw out the, the, the ACA. What they'll do is excise the mandate. And clearly, from oral arguments today, I predict that the decision will come down. It may be a 7-2 decision, an 8-1 decision, possibly a 9-0, but probably a 7-2 or 8-1. And all they're going to say is the justices were clear that we can excise the, the individual mandate, the penalty or the tax, depending what you want to call it, We'll excise that, leave the ACA in place, and let Congress deal with uh, uh, amending the ACA or or turning, changing it or taking it out and putting a new health care plan in. But there is zero chance the Supreme Court is going to uh, throw out the entire ACA. They will throw out the individual mandate, and it was nothing but fear-mongering trying to get uh, Justice Barrett not confirmed on the Supreme Court. With that, Andy, we'll let you go. Thanks so much, buddy. Thank you so much. You all have a great day. Thanks, Andy, Andy Trusevich. Bye. My question for for the you know the, the Trump election stuff, I I fully understand. There's there's it's going to be tough to have enough time to get all these things. Again, we're talking four or five states to get the evidence and bring it together all before January third. But I, I just wonder, do you? It, does somebody still try to push this through for even if it doesn't help Trump that I think everyone could agree if there was actual in a court of law evidence that there was election fraud, everybody should want that taken care of. Right. Everyone should want that wrong. Righted. Correct. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Even if it doesn't help Trump, can that can that not continue so it doesn't happen again? So, again, in Detroit, if this supervisor is instructing the, the poll worker people to change the dates of the absentee ballots. Okay, can there not be some sort of punishment so that doesn't happen again? Even if it doesn't help Trump, why, why does why won't that continue? We'll see. I mean, this is this is going to drag on. And you know what I wanted to ask Andy too was how long can we look forward to all this going on? You know what I'm saying? Is it going to end tomorrow, next week, Christmas, Thanksgiving? When are we looking at here? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But we'll see. The Trump campaign says they have a lot of evidence, but they got to they got to lay it out there, and it's got to be concrete. Back with Eddie and Rocky. Uh, you know what? Let's uh, take Dave here right quick. Dave Colrain, uh, what's going on, buddy? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Hey, uh, just a question, Rocky. I, I was watching the game last night, uh, the Jets-New England game, and didn't really hear any mention or anybody talking about this, but I figured I wanted to kind of get the rule from you. You actually would know. So the very last play of the game before they called timeout for the field goal, the, the player caught the ball and went to the ground. And the Jets player ran up and immediately tapped him down, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I know that's something you guys would be coached to do because typically you want that guy down right there. Right. But had they, had they not touched him, the clock would have just continued to run and it would have run out, correct? I, I don't know the play because I did not watch the game, but what you everything you just said is, is correct. I, I don't know the circumstance. So, it, it, so the Patriots had to come back to beat the Jets. I right, do, I do know that. Right, so, yeah. So he 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 caught the ball and in the process fell. He was not contacted by any defensive player in in the process of any of that. He went to the ground with the ball, and before he could get up or do anything, the jet defender came running in and immediately tapped him with two hands to tap him down. So, so how, how much time was like, left? Because I mean, if you don't touch him, he couldn't. You could have got up and ran a touchdown, right? 
Well, so basically when he touched him down, I think there were like three seconds left on the clock. So immediately then that enabled uh, New England to call the timeout and get their kicking team out for a 51-yard field goal. So I I just was kind of wondering because it wasn't talked about, and I thought I I know that's normally what you want to do, but of all times to do that, that was kind of a bonehead play. He'd have been better off to just – Run up and stand two feet away and watch them. Yeah, but but I mean, could I didn't see how close any other players were. But could he could have just gotten up he, if he wasn't touched? He could have just gotten up and ran for a touchdown, right? Well, but uh, yeah, they closed in on him pretty quick. It was there were like two or three Jet defenders that closed in on him pretty quick. So I think they probably could have. Right. That, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd have to see the scenario, Thanks, Dave, Dave. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Do you, do, sometimes do you just react though in a situation like that. Well, that's a, do what you're trying well, to do. That's the thing. I mean, if you're asking a player to think in, in that moment, hey, let that don't touch him for three seconds. I don't know. That'd be a lot to ask. I I, I can't speak on it because I didn't see the play, but uh, I will have to watch that maybe during a break. So check yeah, it out. Yeah, check it out. So did you? See, here's the. Uh, where, let me pull it back up here. So. All of us are kind of lazy when it comes to replacing the replaceable things in our house, right? Like, you know, for instance, you know, the batteries on your smoke detector and all that. Oh, they absolutely. say they say replace them every six months. Right. Who does it? Um, but I was looking through some of these. It was just the recommendations for when to uh, when to replace things. Kitchen sponges. Sponges are breeding grounds for bacteria, so they need to be replaced relatively often. Often says this health expert. Uh, blah 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 blah. Um, if you use a kitchen sponge several times a day, it's suggested that you replace it every two weeks. Now, I know we have kitchen sponges that have been around since we were married. So, (laughs) I mean, here's another one. Toilet brushes. Uh, Most plastic uh, bristle toilet brushes can last up to a year if you spray them with bleach cleaner before replacing them, uh, blah, blah, blah. But, I, I mean, I can't, I'd have to ask my wife, but I don't think we've replaced those. Every year? I, I think I just bought a couple. Well, I know I bought a couple not too long ago. I couldn't tell you how long it would. The only reason I bought them is because I saw them on sale. And I'm like, oh, we could probably use these. I, before that, it had been years, I'm sure. How often do you think it's suggested you should exchange your toothbrush? <laughs> Me? <personally? laughs> yeah. Well, tell us how long you've used yours for. About three years, probably. Hell, I don't know. This says three to four months. No. No. So what I'm saying, like, you know, if it gets, if it's all ratty and stuff, you do it, but mine isn't, isn't all broken down after as long three as or it, four months. As long as it works, who cares? Exactly. Shower or loofah. Do you use a loofah? You're, you're probably old school. You use a... I'm not a loofah guy. I used to be. I'm ashamed to say I'm a loofah guy. That kind of makes me kind of, you know? See, I don't... I try to... My, my, wife dad, would, my dad would be ashamed. The great Mike Boyman would be ashamed <laughs> if he knew that I use a loofah. My... I use a loofah and I drink White Claw. My, okay. um, that says a lot. But anyways, uh, no, my uh, my wife would would argue with you, but uh, I like to get into the shower and get out. I'm not in there scrubbing Thank everything you. down yeah, and, I, and that type of thing. But I but by the same token, I do go in there. I just like to stand under the water. I just yeah. it just feels good. Of course. You know, I'm not in there scrubbing anything. I wash my pits and whatnot yeah. and the naughty bits and, and then <laughs> <laughs> just stand there under the hot water. <laughs> You're right. I kind of just, I, I get that done quick. And then, yeah, then you just kind of stand there and enjoy yeah. it. Exactly. Now, women are in the shower for a long, long time. Just like they're in the bathroom for a long, long time. When, when 
getting ready for bedtime. No one knows what they do in there, but they're there for a long time. My youngest son, he would go, I mean, I had to make him stop taking such long showers because literally he would use all the hot water. How old is he? This was probably when he was in high school, late high school. No. You know, yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, he's doing there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea. None of my business. But uh, I finally was like, "Dude, you're using the hot water." Yeah, right. And and, had, and and they had uh, neither neither son had any. There was. Uh... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No protocol to showering. Because there are two showers in our house. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when you're using one shower, you can't take. Well, I mean, you can take a shower in the other one, but it's like yeah, you, the water, hot water is going. Yeah, there's the pressure's like nothing. Low. The pressure is yeah. real low and stuff. And so I finally had to lecture them both. I'm like, you can hear when I'm in the shower. Don't take a shower. Just wait five minutes when I'm in the shower. Right. And I was like, now your mom. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, let's uh, let's get Dave on right quick. Dave, you've got an answer to this uh, NFL question. What do you have? Yeah, it was a uh, pass down the middle of the field, and he was open, and basically you can give yourself up and call a timeout. So it didn't matter if the Jet guy touched him or not. I've heard somebody else say this, too. I didn't hear the beginning of that guy's call, but – Nobody was around him, but they had a timeout left. That was the whole point of them clocking the ball oh, on the okay. down previous to that. So he can, they can give themselves up and call a timeout. That's why they threw it down the middle of the field. Oh, You're yeah, right. of course. Okay, yeah. Uh, I thought yeah. they didn't have any timeouts left. That's what yeah, they had a timeout, and he basically just gives himself up, and they call a timeout real quick. So it didn't matter. People kept asking why the Jet guy touched him. It didn't matter. They had a timeout. Okay, all right. I, so, again, I, I didn't see the play. But, yeah, I mean, usually two-minute situation, you're attacking the – sidelines of the field so you can get out of bounds. But if you have one or more timeouts, yeah, right. you can attempt to throw over the middle, which makes it harder to defend. So, Rock, yeah, you seem like a type of guy. We've talked about this before. Wants to hold a Guinness World Book of uh, I love to, summer. yeah. Here's one you can go for. This uh, Joseph Grizzamari of uh, Park Rapids, Minnesota, had a mission starting back in 2007 he wanted to break the world record for having the tallest mohawk in the world. How tall is it? He uh, he started to do it, and then he thought, ah, you know, this is going to be a pain in the butt. And uh, so then he decided, nope, I'm going for it. It took seven years of growing his hair out, and now he has broken the record with a four-foot-tall mullet. or uh, you, uh, Mohawk. Mohawk. Now, by four foot, you have to take like gel and like yes. spike it up, right? The uh, when his hair is up, it's forty nine or forty two and a half inches. You can see him coming down the street. It says <laughs> the benefits. Doors aren't uh, over. Says this guy. Doors aren't over seven feet tall. Ceilings are nine feet, and cars are impossible to get into. 
You got to take the bad with the good, I guess. So I'm limited to where and how I move around when I'm all done up. But the crowd will come to me. I'm honored to be added to the list of -of one-of-a-kind record holders. So this is a real attention getter for this guy. My wife wants me to stay humble, but instead I'm considering becoming the Mohawk King. (laughs) I guess. I'll I'll tell you what was in the Guinness Book of World Records that was always crazy. was the guy who grew his fingernails out for like his whole life. I remember that, yeah. And he he couldn't even use his hand. Like his whole arm went like basically. And they were all gnarly and curled up and stuff. Yeah. I don't know why I thought of this, but my when you're talking about the high the Mohawk, my kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Coates, she had hair that went and she was a tall woman from what I, from what I remember right. that went all the way down to her heels. Because she wore her hair up in a in a bun all the time, yeah, but every yeah. once in a while she'd wear it and it went literally all the way to the almost to the ground. Like cousin it or something. Yes. You know? I, mean, was, I mean, you know, most people can't you, you know, it breaks off after a certain length, but hers kept growing. It's cool. We've got the news now. News Radio 700 WLW. Eddie and Rocky. We're just talking again off air about the Cincinnati Fountain Square Christmas tree. If you haven't seen it, uh, our producer Dave just told us that it, it now has its own Twitter account. Yeah, what is the Twitter account, Dave? Do we know? Right, we'll, we'll work on drawing that up here. I but. mean, if you if you get a chance, check it out because it really is uh, embarrassing. Looks, it is embarrassing, and it, it, it actually looks like a joke that somebody followed through on putting that thing up. Somebody just didn't take a look at it and go, "Nah, uh-uh, uh-uh, that ain't happening." Like I said, if you had something delivered to your house, right, like a washing machine, and it came out and it was all dented, you'd say. Look, obviously, in the course of transporting it here, it got all dinged up. Take it back and bring me a new one that looks good. Why didn't that person do it with a tree? But, you know, just, <laughs> they, 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 they obviously didn't care. Just like, put the damn thing up there. We got to get out of here. What, what does what does a tree cost? Do we know what it costs? I have absolutely no idea. Was something I, that big? I don't know. I mean, because mm-hmm. a, a regular-sized tree for your house is like, 60 70 bucks right so things got to be oh several hundred dollars for sure maybe you oh like god thousand. i was just saying right 1500 bucks this thing's yeah, yeah. huge right so is that your is that your tax dollars at work or is it donated i always thought they donated them but yeah I mean, it could maybe, be maybe not know. hell i don't know well why don't they just go buy a bunch of little trees and put them out there and just get rid of that damn thing it's a it looks like a fire hazard <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like like someone called in and said it was from New Orleans, jokingly saying it was because of all the hurricane. That's exactly what it looks like when you see pictures and video of of forests after a hurricane or a tornado has gone through. That's what it looks like. Like half of one side's gone, and the other half is like really sparsely branched. Let's talk to Jim and Milford about it. Jim, what do you know about the mystery tree here? <laughs> What were you saying? It's got a, its own Twitter or something. It's got it's got its own Twitter page now. Yes. Well, that thing is so ugly; it needs its own GoFundMe page. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Uh, now, Dave, you said it was at Fountain Tree. That I, I do not see that <laughs> at Tree Fountain. I was dyslexic. Yeah, maybe, maybe instead of the Salvation Army ringing a bell, we should ring a bell to buy a better tree. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jim. Let's go to another Jim. Yeah, here it is at Fountain Square Tree. Well, it's the, the Twitter handle is at Fountain Tree, but it's Fountain Square Tree, uh-huh. and it already has forty-five followers. <laughs> hey Jim, hey, there in Claremont County, what do you got, buddy? Hey, real quick, it's like if you—I mean, it's buying as is. I mean, I don't think the city even had enough money to to buy another tree. I mean, if you just buy as is, I mean, how are you going to get a going to go down to the Christmas tree blot and say I want a refund? Nah. Yeah, but look, if you order a tree, the assumption is it's going to look like a like the tree. I assume it looked like when you picked it out. And now, there's no it, way our sane person could say. That's the one I want. Now, it's by as is. You're screwed. Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. Well, you, you, no one would buy that tree as is. You, it's not, I understand. Totally nobody, nobody in the right mind. No one in the right mind would buy that. It had to be somebody sent a picture. Hey, this is this is the tree we're planning on sending. And someone said, "Wow, that's beautiful. Send it." And it doesn't look. It's kind of like you know those people that make up their profiles and like Tinder and stuff, where the, their profile picture. Oh yeah, doesn't look like the per- exactly. I think this sort of same sort of misleading Tinder picture from the tree. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, Rock, uh, this year, you know, last year we bought each other some fine bourbon for Christmas. Yes. This year I want another bottle of fine bourbon. And (laughs) I want a uh, gift box of Red Lobster cheddar biscuits. You ever have those things? It's been a long time since I've been to a Red Lobster, but damn good, good, man. You can get uh, boxes of them to go to give them as a gift. So why don't we just come in here one day? We're just going to chow on some of these freaking biscuits and drink, drink bourbon. Whiskey. And, oh, yeah. man. Get a big tub of butter. And we'll, just, uh... we'll, probably be, we'll probably be fired. But <laughs> <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a great way to go out. There was some... Eating biscuits and drinking whiskey, man. There was um, my buddy in college, Tommy Lipinski. He was a fullback. And we, like, for about... The first two years of college spent every, almost every waking second with each other, working out or at practice, or then we then we lived together, you know, in the same dorm room. And he was the most impressive eater I've ever seen. This dude could house food <laughs> like you've never seen before in your life. And anyway, this one restaurant I forget what it was called, but same thing. They would give you the sides of the little cheesy biscuits. And this, dude, I mean, at one point the manager comes out and says. Look, man, we, we can't bring you any more biscuits. <laughs> every time the waiter would come by, he's like, "Yeah, and I refill my water and uh, take yeah, just take like th- you know four more biscuits." And then same time, can I get some more biscuits? And then the more, I mean, this dude was unstoppable as an eater. <laughs> Whether there's this Italian restaurant called I forget what it was called, but there was this this like dinner. It was called the Cisolini, and it was made for like three. Okay, it's, it's like a big skillet with like cooked vegetables and pasta and chicken and all this stuff. And again, it was meant for like three people. Yeah. He'd eat the whole thing. Wow, it's incredible. <laughs> was he was he a big fat guy? No, he, he, he wasn't fat, but he was he was big. Like right. he was built like a fullback. But dude, he could just put away food like you never seen. Uh, let's uh, talk to Mark and Anderson. Mark, what do you got? Hey, maybe that was the best tree. There, there's plenty of trees across the country <laughs> that they could have done better. Yeah, but they're too cheap in Cincinnati to spend money. Not, yeah, maybe, maybe the the Actually, good. Actually, I don't think they have any money in downtown Cincinnati. Pastor took it all. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh! 
Uh, how about you, Dave? What's going on in Union? Well, you guys, you spent so much money on the streetcar. Oh, God. Why don't you take one of them and upright it, put some bulbs and lights around it? Paint it up real good. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You're done. Now, that would be the symbol Thanks, of sir. Cincinnati. If they just prop that thing up on like a like a flagpole or something, painted it up, put a little garland on it, some of those icicle things. Do people put uh, those on trees anymore? I feel like that was like an 80s thing. You took the little I mean, When I was a kid, we did that, yeah. Yeah. When, so there, well, I had up. like an aunt who would like, she'd get a real tree, but you couldn't even see any green because she put like 300 <laughs> boxes of those things on her damn tree. So like a silver I'm like, uh, thing. And Betty, if you're going to do that, why don't you just go buy an aluminum tree? <laughs> it looks exactly the same. You save yourself a lot of time. This is the time we live in <laughs> on Twitter right now. Yeah, the Cincinnati Christmas tree is trending. If, if you simply go into the search on Twitter and type in, just type in CIN, just type Cincinnati, Cincinnati Christmas tree is the top trending thing. <laughs> Even outdoing the council member um, bribery allegations. This is what's, I mean, people are losing their mind over the tree. Uh, let's talk to Jan and Hamilton about it. Jan, what do you got on the tree? Hey, you guys are all wrong about this tree. Mm-hmm. This tree, now think about it. We just, 420, the worst year of our lives, this tree's perfect. No, it was, yeah, yeah, it's a metaphor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. The, per- the uglier it is, the prettier it is right now. <laughs> the, the tree that... We deserve right now. Now, I've not seen any. They finally put the star on top of the tree, but it's still, wow, they've got a lot of work to do. A lot of work. Well, that's the thing. I was looking at the picture, and it's got the, they went ahead and put the star on top of the damn thing. Just, you know, put it out of its misery. Yeah. <laughs> it to Fiona. Everybody loves Fiona. Just take a chainsaw to it, and I don't know, man. People are losing their mind over it. This is funny. Hey, Monty in Hamilton, what do you have? Well, I got from a reliable source that uh, city council gave uh, Denard and Pastor money to go get that tree. That's <laughs> the one they picked out. Hey, pocketed a few bucks and uh, spent a little bit on this right. scraggly they, tree. They gave him a, a bunch of money, and uh, they just went there and got, I'll, I'll take that tree, and I'll give you five bucks for it. End of story. It's, I guess it's, man, is it, is it early to be putting a Christmas tree? I guess maybe not a tree this size. Right. Uh, but they like the doll up downtown because they just opened that ice rink again now i have heard though just in general people are putting up christmas decorations a lot earlier this year because of okay covid and we need to you know feel more positive about things and christmas puts them in a better mood i for one think it's too early to put up christmas decorations don't tell my wife that don't tell my wife that uh yeah uh but i was telling rock and uh, you know, I, I first I, th- I thought about it. I'm like, well, that's dumb. But the more I've thought about it, and and I think you agree with me, this is a pretty clever idea to make some money. I've seen some signs around, you know, like the phone pole stuff and all mm-hmm. that, and some of the yard signs and whatnot. We hang your Christmas lights. Now, I, you know, that's kind of a genius idea, really. I mean, if, you're, yeah. you know, if you're a little bit older and stuff, you know, getting up on that ladder and all that stuff is uh, not as appealing as it used to be. And I'm sure these guys are probably like, you know, college kids or, or whatnot. I just, I, I wonder 
do you design it yourself and they hang them or do they Price, yeah and what do you want you okay i want this tree to have the red lights and the but here's the thing you get a twofer because i guarantee the people that pay you to put them up are also going to pay you to take them down because that's even the worst part uh, that makes sense then it's usually like even colder and like crappy january slushy <laughs> snow cold no one wants to get the lights out that's that's the reason i don't put up decorations right outside. right right well, my my wife had this thing that I don't even know where she got it was, but it was like a Frosty the Snowman thing, and it was like, you know, that fiberglass stuff, yeah. like a, what I hesitate to call it a statue. But this thing was probably about four feet tall and about four feet around, and I'd have to drag that sucker out of the storage shed every Christmas <laughs> and carry it to the front porch, and that thing was... It was. It wasn't that heavy, but it's just awkward, bulky and awkward. Trying to yeah, carry something yeah. like that, you know. And uh, I finally, I was like, "Look, Frosty goes, or I. I mean, and all the sparkly stuff is falling off of him and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. It was just nasty. Yeah. So we're we gonna talk about Christmas yeah, decorations. Yeah, what the hell? People are seem to be this thing's trending on Twitter. Well, I mean, this is this is unbelievable. I mean, the Fresno Bee is is now talking about the uh, about the Christmas tree. This is this is you know a big news source in California. Any uh, any decorating uh, horror stories you've got for us? We'd love to hear them. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one pound seven hundred on AT and T. But now it's our news news radio seven hundred WLW. And the saga of the ill-fated Cincinnati Christmas tree continues. Clay Travis, who has become a phenom in the media world the last, I'd say, six months, has just tweeted about the Cincinnati Christmas tree. So there you go. So, again, if you haven't seen this thing yet, do yourself a favor. Just go online. You can find, I'm sure there's several pictures of it. I saw the one on uh, uh, the Enquirer website. But it's so weird that... My wife went to get her her hair did today, and uh, the lady who was cutting her hair and whatnot was saying, "Have you seen the Christmas tree downtown yet?" But yeah, and uh, and I was like, "No." She this lady thought the Christmas tree was so ugly she had taken a picture of it herself and was showing people. <laughs> this is amazing, Ed. So okay, so the the tree has its own Twitter account now, right? It's called it's at Tree Fountain. And apparently the tree is listening to the Eddie and Rocky show. They just it just tweeted at Rocky Boyman fifty. We need to talk at seven hundred WW. Please let Eddie and Rocky know that I'm definitely not on Tinder. Someone has stolen my identity. <laughs> that is great. And so yeah, when before the break, the tree had forty five followers on Twitter. Now. Eight minutes later, has 77. This thing is going to have over 1,000 by the end of the night, guaranteed. You know what, Founder? I'm following you right now. There. You're welcome. There you go, man. <laughs> you know, I'm going to retweet you, too. I'm into this. This is what I'm here for. Maybe we could arrange an interview with the tree. Hell, I don't know. But we started talking about Christmas decoration horror stories. I'm sure it ton of people have them. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one. Pound seven hundred on AT and T. 
Uh, just say anything that you've tried. Maybe you, your lighting system went wrong. You did, fell off a ladder trying to hang the damn things or, or whatever the case might be. But it, in my house, we lived in a, a, a ranch-style house. And my old man, every once in a while, would get a, a wild hair and try to hang decorations, uh, hang lights. And basically what happened every year was, you know, you think you're going to look like the Griswold's house? Yeah. He would just have a line of lights strung across the front of the house. Just, just one strand. One strand of lights right across the front of the house. Gave some effort, and that's right. it. And that, that was about the size of it. And uh, at, at our house, like I said, Deb is Christmas gaga. So she was trying to talk me into going out doing stuff at our house. Well, I'm like... I'm not going to try to, this house is tall, you know. Right. I said, you think I'm going to get on like a 30-foot ladder and fall off just because you want me to hang some damn lights? She said, yes. Ain't happening. <laughs> uh-uh. Well, we'll go to Cody Island, drive around. You can look at the pretty lights there. That's uh, that's about the size that's, of it. That's what the Ed Man's going to give you. I put her damn the Frosty the Snowman statue on the front porch. End of story. <laughs> but she, then she wouldn't. Uh, she went and bought some other stuff and would just set them out and the, randomly set them on the porch. And I'd be like, you know, you don't have a place to. Any, she bought one of those big plastic candles, mm-hmm. and I was like, you don't even have a place to plug that in. <laughs> it's because it has a light bulb in it. I was like, what do you think you're going to do? Run the uh, extension, run extension cord through the window into the <laughs> dining room. Perfect. Uh, let's talk to Keith. Keith, what do you got? Hey, Eddie, Rocky, how you doing today? Good, bud. Good, man. Hey, my dad was a Christmas tree fluffer. And <laughs> and how does one go about that? Well, we had a 16-foot cathedral ceiling. He always liked a big Christmas tree. So he heard tell that there was an old Christmas tree farm that was sold and that it went about 20 years without being harvested. And the new people that bought it said, hey, go cut whatever you want off. So about five of the neighbors from Glendale got together, and we all went up there in our vehicles. And saws and got there and behind this like circle cake, you know, whatever kind of place. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We get back there and the trees are 60 foot tall. If they were 12, they were huge. Wow. So we're, you know, well, dad's walking around like, okay, well, which one do we want? So I'm like, what do you mean? Which one do we want? So uh, he, uh, he decides on a tree and we proceed to, uh, to cut this thing down. And from the bottom, you really can't tell that those top 16 feet of branches are about two foot apart. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. yeah. Okay. Drop this tree to the ground, and Dad goes, oh, that's kind of a problem. And I'm like, okay. So I grab the saws, and I'm heading back to the car. He's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? I was like, we can't use this. You know, I was probably 14 at the time. I knew everything. <laughs> of course. Says, yeah. He said, no, no, no. We're using this tree. He said, go around and cut every limb off of the tree that's smaller in diameter than an inch and a half. Uh, pff, all right, whatever. Let's cut them all. You know, it was probably about 15 of them. And we lugged this tree back to the house, set it up, 
and honestly, you could you could swing tennis rackets through the branches. It was huge. <laughs> he, he said, "Get downstairs and get the fly bits." And I went downstairs, got the fly bits, came back up. We started drilling holes in this tree, and he said, "Hold that branch out, stick it in that hole." Okay, now that's too long. You cut a foot off of it, you stick it in the hole. <laughs> Wait, so you cut the branches off, and then you drill a hole in and reposition them <laughs> like a like an artificial tree kind, <laughs> right? Just buy the artificial tree. Absolutely, it was the most time-consuming Christmas tree we've ever had, but it was free. There you go. Thanks, Keith. Thanks. Calling from Pensacola. Hey, uh, Scott and Harrison, what do you have, buddy? Yeah, I remember one year when I was 17 years old, our Christmas tree was still up on the 4th of July, and I had some friends over. So guess what I did? What? Do tell. I plugged it in. <laughs> okay. Now, granted, this was the 4th of July. Well, and, you know, if you've still got the lights on there, why not? Now, now do you have any, ever seen any of the, the people that just leave the Christmas lights up all year round and just turn them on at Christmas? Oh, yeah, for sure. Of course. I think my um, my old man tried to do that one year, and uh, Mom was like, nah, baby, yeah, nah. You are well, uh, single strand off there, yes. There you go. Danny, is it? What's going on there in Oxford? Hey, I got a, a cute little story to tell you. Okay, uh, my kids. My I'm daughter, sorry, Gabby. I thought, I thought you said Danny, but go ahead. Okay, go ahead, my Gabby. Daughter, yeah. My daughter, she was little. She was a toddler, just learning how to walk. So uh, I went down to Florida because uh, I grew up down in Fort Pierce, Florida. And my parents were down there. Can you hear me? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So we went down there, and the um, the porch where you have your TV and all that, we, I set up the Christmas tree. I thought that was really good. Look, the tree looked real pretty. I got it all decorated. But one problem, I didn't decorate the back because it was close to the window. I walked away from that tree. It was a nice, tall tree. I walked away from that tree, and that tree followed me. <laughs> the weight, the weight came from right behind. That was a heartbreaker. I never again will I buy any glass ornaments. Oh, yeah. oh Gabby, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Glass ornaments. We, we have some like collectible, like right. we, my wife, before our kids were born, actually before me and my wife were married, we went to London. Right. And we got a stone, like a Stonehenge. We went to Stonehenge and got a Stonehenge ornament. Oh, wow. That one and a couple other ones are just memento like stuff. Well, when you have kids, Ed, nah, baby, nah, they're all broken now. Are they really? Yep. That's my. Uh, we had cats there for a while when I was a kid, and my mom and dad hated those cats, but they knew that uh, we we loved them. Right. And so that lasted until one year. Mom had put all this work into the decorating this tree and uh, it was it was it was nice as i recall and one day while she was at work and i was just gotten home from school the uh, cat crawled up and it was an artificial tree and the cat crawled up and inside the tree and tipped it over and oh. there was crap everywhere and she comes from her words like the cat's gone the cat <laughs> is going to love it the cat is going to go to the farm and i'm like <laughs> Uh, 
Eddie and Rocky talking about the Fountain Square Christmas tree and just decided, what the heck, we'll just take some of your stories as to malfunctions you've had while uh, trying to install. And the the tree continues to get followers. Yes. At the beginning of last break, it had 77 followers. It's now up to 127. Uh, Other followers of note, besides me, are Frank Marzolo. Now follows tree or at tree fountain. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sh- <laughs> Shane and Bethel, what's going on? Hey guys, uh, yeah, I got a story. Almost uh, should have been almost on uh, Christmas vacation uh, a couple years ago. My wife decided she wanted a live tree for the first time ever. So we go out to uh, Georgetown area. We pick this live Christmas tree. It was like walking through uh, Clark Griswold. The lights come out of the heavens. That's the tree Aww. we had to have. <laughs> nice. so we get the damn thing home and go to set it up. Well, it's just the worst angle possible. Yeah, I tried everything. I actually got to the point unseen. We had some books, duct tape, you name it, trying to get this thing straight. And so it was, it was, of course, everybody that walked in the house, it was, it was still probably, uh, you know, a slight 15 degree angle or so. And so season comes, season goes, she's complaining all year long. And then when I finally go to take it down, I look at the base of the trunk. I didn't take in consideration. We bought it. It was on a slight hillside. So therefore the curve on the trunk was just bizarre. And there would have been no way on earth to ever get this thing straight unless I cut like half of the tree off. So. Needless to say, we're not allowed to have a live Christmas tree any longer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So. That's great, Shay. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, and that's another thing. I'm trying to, you know, get rid of stuff in our house slowly yeah. but surely, just, yeah. uh, you know, get rid of uh, junk. And there's a, we got a artificial tree, I bet you we probably 10, 15 years ago. And it was a nice artificial tree. And we had it like two years, and she goes, you know, now that the kids are getting just a little bit older to appreciate it, we need to start going back to a real tree. And I'm like, well, then let's throw away the the Christmas tree down here. That box is huge. You never know we might want to use it again. (laughs) Wait a minute. One or the other, Deb. Hey, look. You can't talk to her, you know? That's what I told her. And we were talking the other day. I was like, that Christmas tree in the basement has got to go. And she goes, well, we'll take it out of there. I'm like... Are you kidding me? By this time, there's probably like 10 families of rats and mice <laughs> and all right. kinds of vermin living in that it's, damn it's thing. It's not a tree anymore. I, it's a giant nest. <laughs> let's, let's talk to John in Columbus. John, thanks for calling. What do you have? Hey, uh, you know, this isn't really a story about decorating, but it's got a Christmas tree involved. When we were about college age, a bunch of us used to go over to a buddy of mine's house after a Christmas Eve mass, and, you know, we'd drink and whatever. We didn't worry about getting up the next morning. We weren't attached or anything like that. So one of the guys really drank a lot, and he couldn't drive. So somebody picked him up, and he had to be over his sister's house the next morning for his nieces and nephews. So they threw him in there on the couch and whatever. So a couple of days later, I saw him and said, hey, that was Christmas, man. He said, I'm not good, man. I said, well, what happened? He goes, well, you know, I heard the kids coming down the stairs and everything, so I I stood up and I puked all over the Christmas tree and the presents, man, and it didn't work out well. Oh, my God. Hey, you know, you guys mentioned the Guinness Book earlier. Yeah. You know, there are two, there are two records in there that will blow you away. Look them up. Most children born to one woman 
And most consecutive free throws made just by a guy picking up the ball and trying to make them. Look those up. They're, they're crazy. I will do that right now. Yeah. And if you, uh, if you ask Willie Cunningham, that guy is Willie, Willie Cunningham. Cunningham. Yeah. So one other Christmas tree story. This is um, mid-'80s, and I, I saw, went down to Rupp Arena and saw Prince with my uh, ex-wife. And it was around, it was, you know, early December probably. And we're driving back to, back to Cincinnati, coming up the 75 there. And I see a guy parked along the side of the interstate, and he's got a saw in his hand. <laughs> and he had, and he was dragging this tree, you know, one of those like shrubbery looking like trees. A, like a cedar tree is what right, it was. Exactly. It wasn't right. a pine tree, it was a cedar tree. And uh, he's dragging it down the hillside. And my ex goes, What's that guy doing? I was like, I think that's his Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. So, you know, hey, uh, life gives you lemons, make a little lemonade, man. By the way, real quick, Ed, to last caller, the most consecutive free throws made. Guess, what is it? 200. 2,750 by an American podiatrist named Tom Amberry at age 71. He did it over the course of 12 hours in one day in 1993. We got ABC coming up <laughs> after our news. 700 WL. So we'll get back to tree talk here in just a couple of minutes. <laughs> in the meantime, we go to, and we got to talk about this COVID situation. Alex Stone, ABC, what is going on? What's the latest? Well, it's bad. But first of all, talk about bad. I'm just looking at a picture of your Christmas tree right now. and <laughs> Is that, is that, that's sick. Sad. What, what happened to this thing? <laughs> We're trying to figure it out, Alex. But, I mean, what we have to, what we are thinking, though, is that, it was picked out. Someone sent a picture. Hey, this is the tree, and the tree that got delivered, uh, let's say, did not look like the tree in the picture. It's, you know, it, it happens sometimes when you buy stuff online. That's right. There you go. Another victim. Yes. Yeah, I buy stuff online, but I love the star on top of it. <laughs> it's, just, it's, wow. it's, it's not distracting enough from the rest. By the way, no. me and the tree are in a Twitter fight right now. If you check on my Twitter, it has wow. its own Twitter account. Yes. That is pretty amazing. I'm going to share that. That is that's incredible. Anyway, so yeah, the COVID, um, the, the numbers are not good today. Uh, in El Paso, uh, Texas, they've got ten mobile morgues that are being brought in. Numerous mobile field hospitals been set up today. The uh, Air Force moved in. They were briefed uh, coming in to help out with the surge. That they've got doctors and nurses. So now COVID nineteen rates rising in every state as of today. Some are rising rapidly in Ohio. Uh, you know, <laughs> close to home. It, uh, it, it uh, 6,500 new cases today. Oklahoma, 4,500 cases today. Uh, a record. Utah breaking records now, declaring a, a state of emergency. Uh, Utah going as far now to say masks are mandated. Something that Governor Herbert, uh, Republican governor, had been saying he did not want to do. That he didn't want to mandate it. But uh, now he's saying this. By order of my office and the Utah Department of Health, 
Utahns may not participate in or host casual social gatherings with individuals other than those in their immediate household for the next two weeks. Today in Oklahoma, Democrats are, are calling for the governor to do a statewide mask mandate. Is they're breaking records or ICUs are, are full or close to it, and, and they're saying now's the time. It's time to stop the political pandering. It's time to stop worrying about getting reelected. It's time to do what's right to save the lives of Oklahomans. But, guys, uh, the governor held a news conference today and said, yeah, he wants you to wear masks, and he understands a lot of people in Oklahoma are not, but he says uh, he's not going to mandate it because in more rural areas they just don't need to do that. But, but he says, yeah, you need to do it. I'm asking you to tighten things up. Uh, keep doing your part. We need it more than ever right now. He says, most importantly, wash your hands and, and socially distance, uh, but he's not going as far as doing the mask mandate. Last week, 74 Americans every minute were diagnosed with COVID, and California today beginning to, to lock things back down again. Number of counties going into more restrictive tiers, no indoor dining in areas where it was allowed, never has been in, in L.A. or in parts of the Bay Area, but uh, no more gyms, all that kind of thing. Those are locking all back down again because that positivity rate is going up. So are we looking now, Alex, at the at the second wave, or is it like Fauci's uh, kind of indicated last week, I believe it was, that this is just kind of a long first wave? You know, it depends on who you talk to. Uh, some doctors will say this is the third wave, that there was a second over the summer, and now we're going into a third. Fauci says that, no, this is just a continuation of the first. It never really went away, and it's just kind of beginning to, to rise its head again. Others are saying this is the, the second one and that this is the one that, that could be worse than the first because we're all indoors and it's colder, and you know we've, uh, a lot of us have gotten tired of everything, so you get people taking off their masks or you know going out to eat or flying on planes. And I can tell you I flew this week through Denver, through Baltimore, through Washington, D.C., and through Phoenix, and then back to L.A., and the airports and airplanes are fuller than than I've yeah. seen them through this whole thing. It, it looks like it was before COVID in, in many of the airports. And so people are getting more comfortable out there. And when you have virus out there and people are around each other, you're going to get the numbers going up. All right, Alex, with that, we'll let you go. You got good keep, luck with your tree. Keep, yeah, keep an eye well. on that tree for us, man. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Here's uh, Alex Stone, ABC News. Let me just say something real quick before we go back to the tree stuff. It's like everyone is now saying, oh, well, see, this, this was that second wave I was talking about. As everyone's using what's going on now to justify what they wrongly predicted a while ago, right? Oh, this, is, this is actually still the first wave. And Come on, just let it go. It's good. There's going to be COVID, and we're just going to have to keep plowing through it. That's it. Let's talk to Mike in Delhi. Mike, you got a tree story for us. Yes, I was about 10 years old. I'll try to keep this as brief as possible. I saw that tree. It reminded me of a childhood story. I was about 10 years old. My biological father decided we had to go get a real tree for the first time ever. So we drive, you know, a couple hours into who knows where, Kentucky, and we go cut down this tree. And uh, naturally, you know, he wouldn't let the tree farm tie the tree to the car, even though they offered and it was free. He had some old twine in the trunk that, uh, you know, he was going to tie the tree to the, the top of the car. <laughs> so the old, the, uh, the old Pontiac Grand Prix were cruising up the highway. And, of course, thump, you know, the thing goes flying. There's cars swerving, tires screeching. Well, instead of leaving it there, you know, he backs back up to the tree, throws it on top, opens the sunroof, and him and my stepmom hold their arms out the window, and we drive about 25 miles an hour with the flashers on all the way home, <laughs> all the way back home. And by the time we got that thing in the house, man, that tree downtown looked great compared to it. <laughs> <laughs> a little wind uh, blew some of the branches off. Yeah. That right there is amazing. So he just plopped it down through the sunroof. 
Oh yeah, it was it was great. <laughs> I, I love it. No, sir, we we love Thanks, it's, it's free. We'd love to help you. Talk. Right. No, I got my own way of doing it. Exactly. You you just stay the hell away from what I'm doing. Again, that sounds like something my old man would have totally, done. Totally. Exactly. I don't need your help. I got my own method. <laughs> this thing is solid as a rock. Hey, Chris and Dayton, what do you have, buddy? So I haven't seen the tree. Oh, hello, uh, guys, by the way. I'm sorry. Hello. But it's, the way you're describing it, it sounds only fitting for the year 2020. Totally. Totally. I mean, yeah. I completely like this is what we get. Because this entire year has been messed up, and they should like postcard that as the final doom of 2020. <laughs> yeah, put that on a stamp. Right. So put it out, <laughs> issue it, issue it next Christmas. Yeah, it's exactly. remind us of, remind us of how stocks. great this year was. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, Paul from New Richmond, what do you have? I, uh, Here's here's what went down. Back in the 80s, about 85, I bought my first house, and my wife wanted a blue spruce. A blue spruce is the very most expensive Christmas oh, yeah, tree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We went to this four-way intersection, hundreds of trees, and they had like 20 or 30 blue spruces that still had that sock on them, you know, what they ship them in, and they were balled up. And uh, they were three times the price of the ones that were cut, and I mean, we're talking a hundred back in them days, hundred some dollars. So she wanted one, so I bought it. The guy says, "Now you make sure." Uh, three days after Christmas, you put that in the ground. So three days after Christmas, I go out there and I dig this hole the size of a, of a laundry basket, and I got four bags of uh, Miracle Grow, and I unearthed that thing. And here it's four, two. It's two, two by fours, about a foot and a half long, nailed to the stump, cut off. And then dirt, and then they wrapped the wire around the, the uh, burlap, and I bought a bummer. But <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you ever get the thing planted, Paul? What am I going to plant a cut-off tree? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they do, man. Maybe you had some kind of, a, kind of a miracle situation there. <laughs> Billy and Milford, what do you have for us? Hey, yeah. Uh, Everything uh, about the Christmas tree seems humorous right now. The way you guys find out that uh, city council paid $50,000 for it to Tamaya Denard. <laughs> I, I, I do want that question answered. Who, did, If money was exchanged Thanks, for the tree, and if so, how much? Now, chances are it was donated or something, but was taxpayer money spent on the tree? That's See, I don't know question. if it's donated or not. I mean, I think... Like the White House tree is is donated because they always have a big giant tree there, yeah, maybe like I, I Rockefeller assume. Center in New yeah. York or something. But I have never seen the beat in my life with this thing. I don't even know. Is it like when you buy something online and it looks like, oh, this is great, and somebody just sent them a picture of it and they're like, yeah, we'll take that tree. And then by the time I got here, it ended up looking like that. I, I guess now some are saying that it just needs to be like repositioned and you know the branches need to be. Put out. I don't know. <laughs> You're looking at that picture of the damn thing. I know. You're telling but, me you can possibly make that thing look good. See, but now look. Now this is this is crazy. This is um. Here's our, a more updated picture, and look, does it not look better? Yeah, it's still a little uh, sparse. A little sparse, but it doesn't look like like half of it got cut off with a large chainsaw, right? <laughs> so, so what is the Christmas tree saying to you now? 
Um, it's tell me that my comments are hurtful. (laughs) (laughs) So now you've gone and hurt the Christmas tree feeling. I know. Exactly. See, hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day. Couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.